Welcome to a special milestone podcast, episode number 25. Some say that in the days before the podcast, P Money used to earn a living driving fast cars around a track, wearing a helmet and a white boiler suit. And that in this summer's heat wave, Crypto Ken's face has actually melted. All we know is it's called Crypto Weekly. Fucking yes. LaVice, what a guy. Yes, that is, that is, that's, an, that's a full intro. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Holy, yeah. That was a legitimate introduction mm. to our show. Cutting through the FUD, wading through the poor journalism, highlighting only the biggest stories. We are Crypto Weekly, and you have chosen to properly inform yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> that was pretty excellent, to be honest. This week in the news, New York Stock Exchange startup backed de-blockchaining Bitcoin for some old institutional investors, and it's still faster than the Lightning Network. Coinbase Custody considers offering users the ability to hold on to other crypto assets. No, Coinbase will not be selling XRP anytime soon, Ripple fans. Wall Street Journal finds out what a pump and dump is and suggests the market has manipulated last year to a profit realisation of $825 million. ETH Horse blows us all out of the water <laughs> with a huge update. We never lost faith. And ETH Horse is officially heralding in the alt season of 2018. I, I may have lost a little faith. Yeah, just, my faith is <laughs> gives us a great episode of Crypto Weekly. If you enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly and sign up for one of the sweet tiers. You get some nice bonuses. We'll be doing another live Q&A this month that you get to participate in. If you sign up for the $50 tier, we'll also be starting giveaways. More on that coming later. As always, we've got a panel. We're one short this week. R.I.P. Bitcoin Buble. Boobs has got something better to do. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> he will be back next week, hopefully. Well, it depends. Yeah. What do you mean? Which one of us is designated HR? Or if, are we if doing he's, <laughs> If he's put the code on GitHub for the bot, yeah. I might let him off. Okay. Fair enough. You fair may but have... fair, P-Money. Yeah. That's good. fair enough. But we will soldier on, nonetheless. A depleted panel, but a, but a great panel, nonetheless. <laughs> Crypto Beak. Bonjour. How you doing? Bad. Great news. <laughs> Geordie Prince. Hello. Are you doing better? Much. Doing very well, thanks, Ken. Amazing. And you? Doesn't matter about this dump, does it, mate? Because you Not. always bring a smile to everyone's face. That's because I never check my profile, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Portfolio, even. <laughs> Doesn't even know what it is. Doesn't even know the word for it. That's how little he checks Feel I've portfolio. made my point. I'm in. P money on the sounds. Howdy. It does mean, that because Buble isn't here, you're actually mic'd up properly this week. Indeed, yes. Our audio interface only has four inputs. Yeah. Maybe if they paid a bit more on the old Patreon, maybe they'd be able to afford the old... We could build uh, our own studio yes. with an eight-input eight audio interface. <laughs> I am, of course, your host, Crypto Ken. Thank you. Thank you. That's my loyal fans applauding me, cheering for me, you know. Bring back lunch in the week. Oh, maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. We'll see, we'll see. But, without further ado, it's time for the news. 
So, I want to start with the biggest story this week. And that is Bakked. B-A-K-K-T. Because they want to be down with the kids. Spell, a, make up a word essentially. Slap it on a startup. Sell some Bitcoin. Do you New know York's- Bakked? P-Money, you might know this. In North London, all the kids say Bakked as in... I demolished. Often used to eat. I backed a Nando's. Oh, really? Yeah. What, spelt like this? Not okay. sure how they spell it. I think that they don't spell. They, you know, they just say <laughs> say what they want, you know? It's verbal. Um, so oh, yeah. backed, the There's reason they called it backed is it's like someone's backing something, isn't it? Backed. I guessed it was But they've that. done it in a sweet urban style, yeah. as is <laughs> the financial way. <laughs> That's yeah. the New York Stock Exchange I want to if you, do. If you yeah. want to appeal to some institutional money, you've got you've got <laughs> to be down with the urban louts. Yeah. <laughs> What's been happening here? The New York Stock Exchange has announced their startup backed. I've got something here for you, Ken. I would like to start with you then, Mr. Prince. <laughs> what exactly has been going on? So they're looking to offer Bitcoin, essentially, to investors. Yes. So... Um... They've gone for the institutional money meme. Yeah, basically. This is slightly different, though. So ICE, or the Intercontinental Exchange, which is a company that owns 23 exchanges total, including the New York Stock Exchange. So very, very big time. It's actually low-balling it to say that the New York Stock Exchange are are doing this. It's the, the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange. Have decided that they want to become something they're describing as an on ramp into Bitcoin for investors in a federally regulated fashion is how I would describe this. I feel like that's the vibe they're putting out that there. That sounds big. So they're going full, full um, like Coinbase in the t- in the sense that they want to be regulated. They're going um, going to cross all the T's and dot all the I's, and they're going full institutional in that they want what they envisage this as is a an exchange on which money managers will be able to peddle Bitcoin ETFs, Bitcoin mutual funds, other vehicles, other um, regulated investment vehicles to uh, the people that they manage money for on the retail side. So, which I think makes this much more likely to happen than the sort of the regular institutional money meme that we hear or certainly in the short term at least because this is institutional money selling bitcoin which i find way more likely than institutional money buying bitcoin because they're not just going to come and buy our bags unfortunately so but they will sell our bags as the third part you take a little bit of cheese off this, the exactly which is why i think this has got some real real legs to it not only that but they've been at this for 14 months which in crypto terms that's is a lifetime. A few yeah. That's pre-crypto weekly. Wow. Yeah, the, those dark old days of which yeah. we never discussed. <laughs> that is how they all measure time. Yeah. Years to come. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> uh, not only that, but they also have um, some pretty big corporate partners. I know that's a bit of a meme in blockchain, but or in crypto, but they've got. Um, <clears throat> have they got the EEA? They don't, I'm afraid. They've got bloody Starbucks, have they, mate? What, what an, an inspired guess. Um, and then my favourite part about this is that then it inspired many, many a meme 
I've suggested, or not even meme, just people claiming that Starbucks were going to be accepting Bitcoin very yeah. soon. Yeah, which and they, Starbucks were forced to come out and say, we're not doing that. Yes, <laughs> which they quickly poured cold water all over. But, um, the yeah. Possibly iced coffee all over. Ah, terrible. The confirmation times. And, oh, and the fees. P-Money, P-Money. I see what you're worrying about, yeah. mate, but let me tell you how they're going to solve this. <laughs> this already, is where the D-Blockchain... They've already thought about this. Oh, right, okay. This is my favourite bit of the whole story. So, you're right. It doesn't scale that well. So, what they're going to do, our boys at Backed, ICE, are going to not use the Bitcoin blockchain all that much. What they're going to do is, if you are money manager A, and you have $200 million in Bitcoin... And the prince is money manager B, and he wants to buy 200 million in Bitcoin. You want to sell it. They're not going to use the Bitcoin blockchain. What they're going to do is take the paper wallet from your safety deposit box and put it in, <laughs> put it in the prince's, and they save transaction fees, and it's much quicker. Yeah. And that's their exact plan. No way. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly their plan. And Fortune call that a similar system to the Lightning Network. <laughs> wow. No, nobody knows how any of this works. But you could just print two copies of your paper wallet, put one in a safety deposit box, <laughs> and then do the trade, and then be like, oh, quick, move it out. So an awful load of it. They've got, uh, <laughs> they're going to have, they're gonna have their own blockchain on top of Bitcoin, where oh. this will be monitored and... Okay presumably it'll be completely oh, centralised no. because they own it so yeah and won't be a blockchain <laughs> and it won't be a blockchain it'll be people moving <clears throat> paper Pieces wallets paper between bonds but they're saying an uh, open outcry pit they also say where, where they're going to keep it is in locked vaults surrounded by cyber security measures which is uh, locked if, physical vaults yeah yeah locked physical <laughs> vaults surrounded by cyber security that's exactly it yeah Wow. So they're going to lock a door with a key. Yeah, they're going to... And they're going to be like, none of these hackers are coming in. No, they've also... They'll have loads of, like, uh... I don't know. S- scatter some Norton CDs around the place <laughs> to scare away the yeah, hackers. Yeah, I reckon they'll probably have, like, sports equipment and girls so that no hackers come anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for I when... they like, transaction fee-free, immediate on the Bitco- Bitcoin... Bitcoin immediate... Done? Well, you're surely you're going to have to pay the oh, I mean, you're going yeah. to go and move things from one place to another. Yeah, that's true. You're probably going to pay them like 3%. But So, comedy aside, what value are they providing? It's going to provide custody for these big shots to hold crypto. Right. And they're also going to provide a federally regulated exchange in which they can trade it. I guess so they're that... just going to fill in all the paperwork and be the ones that are going to take all the measures to make sure it's regulated and whatnot to allow other people for the on-ramp. They're providing the service in the setup costs. The big shops don't want to buy it because it's not a safe environment. They're going to provide the safe environment and think that the big money will come. Right. There are... Which crypto Twitter will go mad about and be like, we must have institutional money before we can have another bull run. It's weird that they were like, oh, let's centralise crypto so we can all get rich, <laughs> but I'm in it for the tech. But there are multi-billion dollar companies that are, are working in crypto without this these kind of paper measures for security. <laughs> yeah, I anyway, think this is an example of where... You don't have Lord Vitalik on your side. <laughs> yeah, that and... It reminds me of when 
um, they were flirting with the idea of legalizing online poker in America. Cause Loving we're going back to gambling. <laughs> they said um, it's one of those times where, like, you're right, there are incumbents in the marketplace that are doing everything this offering is basically purporting to do. But regulators probably don't know that that's the case. Or if they do, they don't trust the people that are currently doing it. And they want to keep things like this in the hands of good, honest, solid people that are already in the market, basically. So when when it came to poker, they were talking about like the MGM Grand being the only licensed online poker site in in the US. Yeah, it's ludicrous. But they did, I mean, they do it one because they can, you know, safe pair of hands and all that. And two, because obviously those institutions bribe they own politicians that, uh, you know, that lobby on their behalf. And I feel like this is a great, I mean, it, potentially, allegedly, this could be another example of that. It's the basically stock exchange giving it out to politicians. Allegedly, so ICE, ICE are going to be like, um, look, we who's who knows the exchange business better than us? Give us, let us be the federally regulated on ramp, and we'll keep a close eye on things. We'll watch who goes, whose paper wallet goes to whose bank account <laughs> vault or whatever. <laughs> leave it to us basically so i feel like this is a that's the angle that they're working here but you're right you sort of straight away there's not they aren't really offering anything revolutionary or that couldn't be achieved say by coinbase Mm. what i will say in favor of this though is that the ceo of ice sounds like an absolute mad lad he was uh, described in the article in fortune's write-up this as a disruptor par excellence. And to be oh. fair, it sounds like he justifies the title, given that he bought a like a failing electricity exchange for $1 back in the day, and he, he's he's run it up into his current um, venture, which is valued at $44 billion. So even by crypto standards, that's a pretty high ROI. So I... Uh, $44 billion. What yeah. A, a disruptor par excellence. Is that the term you get given when you're a serial entrepreneur, except you start with loads of money and loads of connections? I think it's just when you actually succeed. Yeah. Oh, you're a serial, serial entrepreneur, entrepreneur while you fail at everything. Excellent, mm. okay. And then when you succeed repeatedly, you're just a rich guy. Okay, mm. and mm. that's when you're referred to as... A disruptor par excellence. Yeah, okay. Um, let's move on now. I think we've shilled backed enough mm. and we'll be accepting our payment from New York Stock Exchange on ICE. It is going to start the bull run, isn't it, Can? Be yeah. honest. <laughs> it's stuff like that that is going to get people fired up. Okay, good. I think. Coinbase Custody has come out with a list of, I think it's, is it 43? 47, I 47. think. 47. Load of old trash, I'll tell you that for nothing. Oh, absolute yeah. dross. Um, <laughs> but suggesting there's... 47 other assets they're considering providing support for. This is not necessarily that they'll be selling these tokens, but you'll be able to store them in wallets. You might be able to if they decide. If they decide to. I guess this is a way of just, they've got too much time on their hands in the dev department and they need to just offer support for a few more tokens that they might want to look into in the future. Yeah, they're just stopping their employees inside the trading, aren't they? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, Is anyone really excited that yeah, the XR, XRP boys. Are there any notable to- any notable <coughs> tokens on there? XRP on the list of EOS. potential things that are being added. Yeah. So EOS. Are all gonna- uh, 
I mean, a lot of the top weird, 100, obviously. Weird like, yeah. as well. No, it's 37, not 47. Mm. Apologies. Oh, is it? Uh, Monero would be good. Monero's on there. Monero is on there. Ada is on there. That's the Cardano token. If They already announced that a while ago, they didn't they? They're looking into... Bitcoin Gold. Oh, God. Telegram. Dogecoin. Hey! Oh. Yeah, token card, which I've never heard of. Basis. Polkadot. Yeah, Polkadot. Steam going to be added on there? Well, I say going to be added on there. I mean, it is listed. Bitshares. Bitcoin, ontology. If Bitcoin goes on there, you've got to hope Digibyte's on there, P Money. Nah, on chain. Digibyte's not on there, but Kick is. Yeah. Nano as well. Yeah, good stuff. Some real dog shit. Yeah, there's, I mean, you can't. It's hard to put 37 coins on somewhere and not have the vast not majority be trash. Right. <laughs> there are 37 good telling. coins out Pretty there. Telling. I'm quite upset OMG's not on there. Yeah, yeah. Not listed on there at all. Yeah, how could it be? Stella, they haven't got Stella anything. Yeah, Stella true. will be high on that. Stella was already announced. On the, in the top. Stella's yeah. not in the list given here. No, but it was already announced like yes. three weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, you're correct. Well, it's that they were looking into adding it on for sale. Yeah, they did say that all of these... Filecoin as well. Oh, good old Filecoin. Filecoin. When was the last time you heard someone talk about Filecoin? I think I tweeted about it. Uh, <laughs> I heard a Bitcoin maximalist mention it a couple of weeks ago. Did you? And he was being like, where the hell is Filecoin? <laughs> What's going on Coinbase, actually, you twat? <laughs> as is Bitcoin gold. Maybe buy up a bit of that, mate. Don't go and buy all 37 of these coins because it might not go very well. And they're all absolute trash. Don't even buy every coin on Coinbase. Come on now. You've got <laughs> one good coin on Coinbase already and people are going mental about more. I'll tell you who is not going to be buying coins from Coinbase. Who's that big fella? People running pump and dump schemes. <laughs> and our friends That's over smooth. at the Wall Street Journal. Oh, those legends. What, they haven't got the inside of Bloody Scoop again, have they? They found out. <laughs> not ahead of their time again, are they? The yeah. old WSJ. So they found out that pump and dump schemes have been happening in crypto. Oh, well, and they Christ. have reported on it. They've blown the roof off they another story, Can <laughs> Blown this story right out the park. <laughs> Just adding adding sayings together there. The oh. classic Ken Way. Um, and releasing it to the world to show the dangers of pump and dump schemes and how your coin could be pumped and dumped. Just like yesterday's whore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> they've uh, the Wall Street Journal have honed in. They've done an investigation. Oh, good. What they come up into with? Into cloak coin, which <laughs> experienced several price pumps this year. A sudden growth. This is <clears throat> when I say this year. They're mainly talking about year to date. So this includes 2017. So a sudden not. growth spurt on July the 1st on Binance was the result of a trading group called Big Pump Signal. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever create a pump and dump group, super group, I'm going to call it something like that. That's a great name. Big Pump Signals with a Z. Um, <laughs> the price of Sky of Cloakcoin skyrocketed shortly after it was dumped. But actually... What, not, what they're basically suggesting is that even these pump and dump schemes are actually the real ones making money. Because they'll buy up a load of the token, pushing the price up. Then they'll tell all their users to buy, and then just dump on all of them. How have they figured out this $800 million? I think they've just pulled it out of thin air, mate. 
There's like I've seen a few things that look like pumper dumps. If you'd got in at the bottom and sold the top of everyone those eight hundred million in your back pocket if you started with a reasonable figure. I think they're just actually talking <laughs> like about what like, is that all about? I think they've actually taken just like total volume from the pumper dumps that they found. So they've been like an increased volume of this amount of money. Did they mention tether at all in this article, Ken? Uh, they did not at all. Yeah. I noticed they didn't mention many dump and pumps. Look, we've mentioned only pump and dumps. Oh, interesting. The little known dump and pump where everyone fuds something into the ground and then, and then the spikes it on everyone and then yeah. dumps it again. Yeah, the double dump. Yeah, I feel like our our coverage of ethos could be far more accurately <laughs> described that way. Exactly, and I mean we mentioned it at the start of the show. It just goes to show you yet more poor quality journalism coming through the crypto space. Just, no one's got any idea what they're talking about, though. Yeah, I uh, sent out a tweet this week, ruffled a few feathers. <laughs> you put the cat amongst your pigeons again, did you, as mate? You are want to do well. You know me. I didn't see this that picked the... up in the Wall Street Journal. They haven't got the bottle, have they? They, they? they don't have the nerve, mate. This is the unofficial section of the show where we move on to <coughs> political weekly for a short amount of time. That's a very uh, kind description of my ramblings, my unplanned ramblings. But yeah, I do want to um, say I was pretty uh, confused by all the tweets on my feed, which is exclusively crypto stuff, celebrating the uh, deplatforming of Alex Jones by. They're like, calling it deplatforming. Yeah, I think that is the technical term. Uh, by like five major platform providers all within like a 12 hour window nothing nothing weird about that at all and it just occurred to me that if they if like if these people think that alex jones is a bit much for them what do they think is going to happen when there are platforms that you literally can't deplatform people from when the decentralized platforms exactly yeah, that, I mean that's and that's what we're all aiming for, right? We're, we're trying to bank the unbanked and, de- you know, take away monopoly power from uh, these kind of these places, these platforms. So, just want to throw it out there that if uh, if you're really really into crypto and you're thin-skinned enough that uh, one of the internet's greatest lol cows, Alex Jones. <laughs> Has rustled your jimmies. <laughs> You're in for a rude awakening Good if jimmies. decentralization ever happens. It's going to be real, real rough for you. Oh, you put it to you that people don't really understand what they want and think they want things like free speech and decentralization, but God forbid someone upsets their feelings. Yeah. At that point, they want the heavy fist of a centralized power to come down and remove those horrible, heinous <laughs> thoughts from in front of them. Yeah, I think you're right, Ken. I think they don't realise that these things are all a trade-off. There's both good and bad, and you have to weigh one against the other and decide if it's net, like net-net. Nah, it. just believe whatever Wall Street Journal tells you, mate. <laughs> Quicker we get some centralised cryptocurrencies and get Alex Jones to stop talking about bloody gay frogs about. <laughs> so... So what does he say or what does he do that is so bad that he got censored by all of these different platforms? Gay frogs, mostly. Really? Yeah. He said that the Sandy Hook families were lying about their kids getting killed at Sandy Hook in order to create a false flag situation to seize our guns. Yeah, to violate the Second Amendment. Which, by the way, shall not be infringed. (laughs) That is what's got him in hot water recently. That's why he's in the news over the last week or two. Hot fluoride-tainted water, mate. 
controlling him. <laughs> so I um, I didn't actually dig into what he was what he was about. I just saw a couple of videos or a couple of comments, and I replied to your tweet saying mm. that um, I think he's tall, but I don't like the idea that we can pick and choose who gets freedom of speech. Did you immediately report him when you saw the videos to try and have him removed? <laughs> Because um, your jimmies were rustled. <laughs> My jimmies were very rustled. <laughs> um, but the, I guess the counter argument is that corporate uh, bodies are free to to pick and choose, um, which is uh, I'm still struggling to agree even with that argument because there are now a very small number of public forums mm. on like that are accessible to everyone. Right. Regardless of the fact that they're owned by you know corporate bodies, I still feel like freedom of speech should apply to even those platforms. But then it's but then it becomes a question well, of what that, size do they be, does a does a platform have to be before it becomes a public forum? Yeah, I mean, can a can a water company take the same attitude? Right. I mean, can the electricity com- can an electricity company do that? No, they can't. They they literally yeah. can't. We've actually legislated. The majority yeah. of countries legislate to the point where, like utilities, just they can't do that. Right, but also, but then Mark Zuckerberg is on record saying that Facebook is a utility. Yeah, and yet they've banned him. Mm. Kind of chosen a bad time to do this because um, Donald Trump sent a tweet out um, not long ago, referencing because this this has been going on. Like people on the right wing have been claiming that they've been censored. Uh, to various degrees, like shadow banned or blocked on all these platforms for a long time. And so Trump sent out a tweet the other day saying that, um, oh, you know, one uh, saying like, oh, look, hearing reports of conservatives being censored on social media, sad or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, he's already kind of looking at that. And do you know who's been on the Alex Jones show a couple of times? Big Trump. Donald Trump. So yeah, yeah. yeah he has. he's been on like twice. I think he said that. I think he said before he got elected that if he was elected, he would go on Alex Jones' show, and he did it because Alex Jones was obviously well, massive. As the president, or as the uh, president elect, I president think. Elect. Okay. Yeah. Alex Jones did a lot of personal messages to Donald Trump on YouTube. <laughs> He'd address him personally and warn him of the. The tricks the Illuminati were trying to pull on Yeah, them. and now we're going to miss out on all of this. Yeah, all of that gold. The comedy gold you could get. He addressed it personally, and it was it was some real good stuff. That's what I mean. But then I, did, I so I followed up the, the the tweet with a with another tweet today about he's Alex Jones has now got like record numbers of downloads of his app or something. Yeah, and, and I was like, <laughs> that's so good. It's the, it's the Streisand effect in like yeah, full exactly. effect. Exactly. Yeah. So that's another thing um, people say like, oh, well, it's not, um, it's, I would be against it if he had no platform at all, but he's got all his own stuff. So it's not a problem, which is a pure cope. I mean, someone who's saying that kind, they know that this is, this is unfair treatment. Um, It's just unfair treatment that they support and they're trying to justify. However, the like what they don't also get is that there are websites that have been there are individuals or groups that have been um like this kind of censorship has been taken to the next level in that people that were already banned from youtube and twitter have had domains seized stuff like that they literally can't use them so it's like that's just to illustrate why that argument doesn't hold any water either so quickly running out of reasons why alex jones shouldn't be all over youtube just saying this talk of censorship and centralisation has 
got me a bit down, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I you, would like to <coughs> move the news on. Please do. To our final piece. A shining ray in the darkness that threatens to engulf us. <laughs> as the markets see red, as everything is crashing around us, as we despair, <laughs> what is pumping? Glorious Ethos. He was destined to be. (laughs) (laughs) The Glorious Ethos has released a project update, and boy, what a project update it is. Oh, mama. You may have heard us talking about FOMO 3D last week, and specifically their game Exit Scan Me. Now, they they have a group of decentralised, essentially, sort of, Pyramid schemey betting games. Team Just. Team Just. Now, no longer will you just receive dividends for ETH Horse by holding onto the horse token, but also you will share in the success of these hugely successful games. Exit Scam Me currently has a pot of 22,000 ETH. FOMO 3D. It's called Exit Scam Me. But the group is FOMO 3D, right? Group's Team Just. Group's what? It's also FOMO 3D Games. And the POW 3D is their overall brand. Yeah, POW 3D. They've got a lot of they've yeah. got a lot of good stuff going on. But those lads. Yeah. The 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 main dudes. Who may or may not also be behind Ethos. Yeah, we don't. Pure know. speculation, but seems like it could fit. Now they must be. They've got some rich. hugely popular games. Ethos already has a token out there. They've now paired them up, and Price Horse doubled. Did it double? I think it doubled. Uh, it, it's gone down cents. in fiat terms, but it might have gone up against these. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the one of the most important points is that all the degenerates that already play FOMO 3D or whatever million other names they call it are pretty likely to be up for gambling on a bit of uh, crypto horse yeah. racing. If you're ready- that, on top of that, the community has not given up on Ethos. That, I've got to say. They have not. I would like to point out. They've really not. There's a new UI that a fan has made for Ethos called <coughs> mylittleethos.com. Um, oh my lord. Which may or may not have been Beatcore's acceptance. We don't know. He's the only one to have dropped it and he has not said whether or not he created it. But it's a 3D UI for ETH horse with three horses on a globe that race in real time as an ETH horse race is going on. So you can see which of the horses is ahead. Wow. This is big. Can you uh, flesh out the newfound dividend relationship for me because that sounds pretty pretty major so you get five your regular five percent dividend so this is the reason that i don't like it's pumped a lot because the people who own the token just get an extra two and a half percent dividend so instead of the five percent of all fees you get seven and a half percent two and a half percent of that will be used i believe to purchase the pow three that looks amazing can if there's no way any- at the moment yeah, no, that's why they're standing still. That's why I haven't hooked into a race yet, but normally they run around. So the regular 5% dividends, and then an additional 2.5% is taken and invested, I believe, in the PAL 3D or whatever it's called token, 
which gives you some dividends from FOMO through the instant. Gotcha. So gotcha. it still does rely on ethos getting volume. Yeah. But I think the fact that it's marketed along with this suite of degenerate games yeah. means that it's quite quite possible that the volume sees an increase. Absolutely. Will uh, so they're purchasing keys. I believe so. So all it says is you get two and a your additional five you get your five percent regular dividends and additional two and a half percent from that whole suite of games. Yeah. I think it sounds like they're gonna probably buy keys with that two and a half percent. I don't know. In in which case the token holders share if they were lucky enough to win part of the twenty two thousand So that's that's different. You can't the keys from FOMO three D, sorry, are not the same as the coins which represent some kind of like ownership of the POW three D protocol or it's uh yeah yeah but if you if you buy a key to but the key it's not a key to a specific game it's ah. sort of a key or a token that represents uh oh, dividends across you. all the games with you which potentially oh, that's even better. ethos might have gone into the sweet games or they're just advertising with the sweet games or yeah. i didn't didn't get to the bottom of exactly the relationship but yeah. they're advertised along with all the dgen uh pow pow 3hd or something yeah. games the all the team just games now ethos is in with them and uh yeah you know how mental people have gone over the other ones yeah might might help old ethos out can nice this does go to illustrate the crazy shenanigans that nobody can predict but can appear in crypto generally but i think specifically in gaming and gambling which gaming especially is rapidly becoming my favorite sector in the sphere because there's just loads of weird stuff like this can happen like that that no one can really that you wouldn't necessarily be able to even predict but that you do potentially have a chance to benefit from this like literally being a perfect example i'm still holding the highest number of ethos that i ever have peak uh, peak ethos nice of the dream yeah so i mean it is it's really really sweet and i mean looking a bit broader than that i've been reading about all the other sweet stuff that can happen in crypto gaming it's gonna be real real big calling it now all holding out for zombie battlegrounds yes yeah, that'll be big will be professional zu players yeah. zb players sorry yeah Thankfully, it's a card game, so I'm not going too against my uh, principles of never playing computer games. But I'm, prob- I'm probably going to play that one. <laughs> nice. So we're talking about card games and gambling and all, uh, th- these kinds of games that lend themselves to a blockchain because it's about yeah. immutable activities. Why is a blockchain a better solution than a centralized solution be- that have been doing so well for so long to Hearthstone, for example? What is decentralization going to do to that? It's a great question. So one of the, is it Gods Unchained? Is that the, it is Gods Unchained, yeah. yeah. So that is a game in the kind of the Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone-esque kind of idea. Mm. It's that kind of mechanic. And now a lot of people have been saying that basically with Hearthstone, you cannot trade your cards with other people. Right. And And Hearthstone can mint as many of these cards as they want to. Pretty much. So, as part of their game, it just creates cards out of thin air, basically. There's not a finite supply of individual cards and whatnot. And there's a monopoly on cards. If you want to buy them, you've got to buy them from... You have to buy them from Hearthstone. And that... They can can set a certain price that the market will allow, 
uh, four packs of cards and whatnot. But if they set that too high, then they're going to see a loss in revenue and whatever. So there's there's some kind of equilibrium there or whatnot. However, with Gods Unchained, a card from a Gods Unchained deck that is unique and can be proven to be unique because of its nature of sitting on the Ethereum blockchain and all the cards in existence being decentralized and anyone can see how many have been made of each one and whatever was sold for $60,000. Forgive me, I cannot remember if it's now the second highest cost of a card or it's the highest now. Right. Uh, for a, a card in some kind of trading card game and previously that was held by a Magic the Gathering card for similar reasons because it's a physical card mm-hmm. that you can actually own and can therefore be traded between third parties there can be an external market for that and well they can print another one of those in a half well it's out of circulation supposedly yeah until when well this is the thing so like there are certain seasons of cards that can actually be used in play in competitive play in Magic the Gathering and these cards that go for tens of thousands of dollars are basically really early cards that are just a bit broken and a bit OP and in a lot of tournament play, you can't, can't even use them. Mm. So it's more for a collectible view, I think. Okay. So, I mean, they're not going to make any more because it just ruins the game. But you are still, you are still, you're investing a lot more trust in the centralized you're still authority investing trust than in you are in the uniqueness yes. of that card of the card on the Ethereum blockchain you're you just mentioned. Yes. Which is why blockchain but then it, is But the, the main reason is that Magic the Gathering has a third party market because they're physical assets and people can physically trade them with one another and they you can understand the scarcity of them and blockchain and the Ethereum blockchain and gaming on the Ethereum blockchain allows that to come into play with digital assets which it hasn't done previously yeah some of the other reasons I like gaming the blockchain are the fact that anyone can write a product to run in tandem with or like alongside or to analyze the game that you've created or a skin for a game that you've created anyone can do it no one can stop you from doing it or you can even have an antagonistic system which we saw with um crypto dragons i think if you had a crypto kitty and you wanted to trade it in for a crypto dragon you had to destroy your crypto kitty oh, nice. basically you had That's to big. yeah kill your crypto kitty and they would reward you with a crypto dragon which is a sweet premise because they're saying that you know they're basically eating crypto kitty's market share nice. to boost their own game it's just sweet stuff like that but the trustless element is why things like fomo 3d are doing well because people are actually ready to gamble a bunch of money in these apps because they can see people have audited the smart contracts. So if someone said, oh, there's this cool website where you put money in, it's called Exit Scam, and, like, the last person wins. Like, oh, who made it? Oh, I don't know. Like, how much is in there? Like, $10 million. Oh, I'm in. That would never happen unless it was a trustless smart contract. So that is, people say, like, Oh, I don't know if the trustless element makes a difference. But we can see here, in that example, that it clearly does. And with that, I want to bring the news to a close. I think we've had a good discussion there. Talked about a lot of things. Thrown in a bit of knowledge. Sprinkled in some knowledge corner. Mm. Which brings us to the next part of the show. He looks ready. He's in the corner there. He's head in his hands. In case you can't tell... By the tone of my voice, we've got murdered again, guys. Whole market. Has anyone not got murdered? P-Money? You got, got trashed? Got wrecked. 
I am fucked. No clue, mate. <laughs> Not looking at his profile. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I haven't checked my profile, mate. Your profiles are just fucked. <laughs> you, you fucked it. Do you want to be a big guy? Yeah, please. You've, uh, you saying, oh, as you can tell by the sound of my voice, is, is, not, is, <laughs> is, is absolutely no clue to the listeners. Okay. Just, well, just, if you can't see me head in hands all time, even that's yeah, not a great yeah, clue. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's like 90% of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to shit, lads. Eth's got wrecked. My pick last week's got wrecked. Um, everything's basically got wrecked. Eth has got transactions that barely go through at the moment. 60 way to even get something through in like half an hour. Congested. Everything's crashing. Despite great news. It's not gone well, has it, Ken? The only, as you say, the only shining light is Ethos. But that still needs people to gamble on it. So this week, sticking with ETH. <laughs> I'm not selling. I won't do it. I'm going to hold ETH until it moons. This market is trying to fuck with me, Ken. This week, though, could be a rough one because we can't make any transactions on the Ethereum <laughs> network. And it's easy for the fudders to say, just because you can't use it, that it's bad somehow. Idiots. Yeah, this crazy it's narrative. too popular. But I think there's some interesting stuff going on with ETH. So we've got FOMO 3D, the game we've been talking about for weeks now. That's pretty close to ending. There's only between five and ten minutes left all the time. And people can't really get transactions through very easily because it's so congested. If these transactions keep going through and more and more piles up in the FOMO 3D contract, that's more ETH that is locked up, which will keep the network congested, but will also keep loads of ETH out of circulation. On the other hand, <laughs> if the congestion goes down because FOMO 3D ends and the, ETH, the Ethereum network comes back online and everyone can send normal transactions, someone's going to dump like 20,000 ETH on the market. So it's not... Uh, I think it could be... It's going to be volatile either way. And I'm hoping it's going to go up, Ken. But I can't, I can't capitulate now. It's too cheap. So I'm holding ETH. Are you buying more? Uh, if I had any fiat, I'd be buying more, Ken, yeah. <laughs> if I could uh, make leverage trades on Beaks Coin the Week, I'd be doing that. You'd be leveraging down, not that this is financial advice no, at all. No, never. And also, I actually wouldn't. Not right now. Oh, okay. Because we don't know how this FOMO 3D is. No one even really knows whether it's FOMO 3D that's causing the congestion. I haven't seen, I don't know what's causing the congestion. People are just not mentioning it. People, yeah, people are just like, ah. Brushing it under the bed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going terribly, but I think it's, uh, I think the movement downwards has been too steep to start selling and there's loads of huge um, bullish news coming out. Might not help Heath this week, but I'm not I'm not missing it, mate, if it does. Well, so last week you, you mentioned Binance was one of the few coins that managed to not get wrecked. Yeah. It seems like it's, I mean, it's, it's gone down also, but it's, it's still pretty flat compared yeah. to the rest of the market. Yeah, because they've got the they've set the token economics up, so people just have to basically keep it. Right. So, if on a weekly basis, yeah. No, you know why are you not going into Binance this week? Because uh, it's, it's almost a stable coin. Yeah, I mean it's not quite a stable coin. As you say it's still probably dropped like ten plus percent. Yeah. But it, yeah, in uh, crypto terms, pretty stable. But it's just because I think ETH has dropped too far. Like the this short term dip, like in the last week, it might have gone down. 
like 15% maybe more. It's a huge yeah. dip for... It's big. Yeah, it's like a pretty massive crash. And I am I think that the upside is far higher than BNB. Um, but you're right, I think he's super risky at the moment. Uh, but I think the upside outweighs the downside. And I think the chance of it moving a long way down again is yeah much less than it moving up. I think it's time to talk to the robot, isn't it? Buble is not here to rein in the robot dude. However, I've checked, I've checked GitHub. There is a new, there is no code on there. Nice. There we go. So welcome back next um, week. I just have to hang on. I'm, I'm not quite. He promises P money that he did do his homework, <laughs> and that we've got a Patreon giveaway to delight you with this week, listener. Or rather, there'll be two listeners. Getting very, very close to the old wireless right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they find out. So this is the part of the show where we give away a spot in the exclusive and the elusive Beak Cord. This is the private Discord group set up by Beakstradamus himself that he deigns to allow the rest of us to enjoy. And it's by his gracious hand that he gives away... (laughs) One spot every week to a lucky Crypto Weekly patron. The chance to get a spot. Well, he gives away one spot every week. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Just you. Didn't... Normally I get that wrong, but, so thank you for picking up on that. <laughs> but this time was A-OK. Yeah. So, so I think I'm ready. Are you ready? I think that, well, if Boob hasn't steered me wrong, we're good. Fire it up. Let's you're find ready? out who's won. Boobs is out listening to classical music or some shit, but he's left me in the capable hands of Dr. P. Money. Don't fuck this up. (laughs) I'm serious. You fuck this up and boobs will break your legs. You've probably drunk the whole bottle of wine by now, so this could go very badly wrong. The date and time sponsored by Vino Tinto is Wednesday, the 8th of August 2018, 9 hours, 6 minutes, <laughs> and 13 seconds, UK time. The current block height on Dogecoin is 2,338,592 with a hash ending in C1A050. Love dogs. I love dogs. Howdy, partner. I love dogs too. I also love all our patrons, but it's only the proper ballers who get in the draw. Our contestants this week are Big Crypto Dave and Irish Based Man 25. Yeah. <laughs> Why are these different voices? We've got a lot of different robots now. This is... Well done, Doc. You're doing well so far. <laughs> who the fuck were they? <laughs> who the fuck were they? Good question. Escript. 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 The winner is. <laughs> doggy. Doggy. Doggy style. Irish Beast Man 25. <laughs> <laughs> the Beast Man wins. Uh, so, Irish Beast Man, you will have an invite coming your way in your Patreon inbox uh, in the next day, essentially, before this has even been broadcast to the masses. Commiserations go Crypto Dave. Commiserations oh, Crypto Dave. But if you're lucky, 
the robot will just be straight up reading your name out next week because there'll be no other people in the draw. If you enjoy the show and you want your chance to get into Beatcord, the greatest Discord in cryptocurrency, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash cryptoweekly and sign up. You also get sweet benefits like receiving the show earlier than everyone else, getting the uncut bloopers, and we're hilarious, by the way, <laughs> and also mm. getting a chance to ask questions in our monthly Q&A. You've got to gain that knowledge if you're going to make it in the crypto game. <laughs> we're also uh, we're still looking for people to submit intros. Um, thanks to Lavise for this week's one. Hold um, tight, Lavise. That was amazing. That was superb. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyone who who's interested in submitting one, hit me up on Twitter. You'll hear my handle later. Uh, and as soon as we pull our fingers out of our asses, we're going to get some swag put together to send over to our Patreon members. More of that coming in the near future. There'll be a post on Patreon about that soon. I've been your host. Crypto Ken at Crypto Ken Can on Twitter. Beak is falling asleep over in the corner. Free Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, mate. Bye, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Crypto underscore Beak if you want. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Prince has been here with us. Hi. For those who don't know, you can follow me on Twitter at HRHGeordieP. That's at HRHGEORDIEP. Many thanks. And of course, the greatest producer in the cryptocurrency sphere. P money, P money, P money. It's Dr. P Money. Money, that's that's money, a very high praise, Ken. Thank money, you. P money, P money, P money. <laughs> you get me on Twitter at Dr. P money. Send me those intros. He's Do the it. lifeblood of the podcast. The lifeblood of the greatest podcast in cryptocurrency. You've been listening to Crypto Weekly. Thank you. You're welcome. Crypto.